Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. Well, this morning we're up to our third... We're up to our third message in the series over January called Stronger. And a quick recap, the first message we talked that there is no way of getting stronger except to resist resistance. Amen. If you want to get bigger muscles, the only way you're going to get bigger muscles is putting a heavier weight against those muscles to build resistance. And as a result of that, you will grow stronger. And the key part of that message is this, don't run from resistance. When resistance comes your way, press in back against resistance. Don't take the path of least resistance, which we're all prone to do. It's called comfort. Don't take the path of least resistance, but man up and take the path that's going to grow you strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. Joel 3.10, let the weak say... Let's hear it loud. Let the weak say, Amen. I am strong. Speak it out over your life. And last week we talked about our lives needing to develop flexibility in your life. That the non-flexible become brittle and brittle things break. And so often if we look back and review on a year gone past, we understand that, yes, we might have had some victories over the course of the year, but maybe there were some things that God had on His agenda for our life, but we got too brittle. We weren't strong enough mentally. We weren't strong enough spiritually. And as a result, we missed those opportunities that came our way. What is that? We missed our opportunities that came our way because we weren't strong enough. What's that message? The message is this, is that God is building a people of strength. Let the weak say, I am strong. And so we're going through a series of messages in January that God is going to build strength into you and me. And, uh, and we're going to see at the end of the year that we took a hold of the opportunities that God presented to us because we were strong enough. Amen? We were strong enough. The, God, the Bible says this, in our weaknesses, we are made strong through God's strength. Amen. So this isn't about you all manning up and saying, yeah, I'm stronger than you. I'm stronger than you. That's not what it's all about. It's understanding that God has a strength to develop in your life. And when that strength comes into your life through your cooperation with the Holy Spirit, then you'll be amazed at what God can do through you and how he's going to touch people's lives through your life. So, Father, today as we come into this third installment, we pray give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. We pray, God, that you would just park your Spirit right on our doorstep this morning. We pray, God, that you would illuminate our minds, that you would, Lord, speak and construct heavenly realities into our thinking. That, Lord, out of those heavenly realities, that earthly realities will be formed and people's lives will be changed and the kingdom will be expanded here on earth in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we go through, some of you, we're now 21 days into the new year, right? Did any of you kind of set some resolutions? Some people do that, you know, so, you know, right, 2018, I'm not going to eat any more pies. That's it. 
I've had enough of those pies, those cranberry pies, those, those steak and mince pies, those mince pies. What are those pies down Westgate? They've got a wicked pie in that. You know, what are those? Jesters. Don't ever go to Jesters pies. You'll be hooked for life. You'll just become an addict. You know, withdrawal. I need that pie. That pastry. Oh, it's so delicious. So no more pies. So how are you doing? You said, no more pies. 21 days into the year. How many pies have you had? Hey? <laughs> so, you know, we're going to say, right, I'm going to work out at least three times a week this year. I'm going to get strong. I'm going to develop a six-pack. You'll, you just won't recognize me by the end of this year. How's that three times a week going at the gym? Hey, how's that going so far this year? Or, you know, the classic, this year I'm going to read my Bible all the way through from Genesis to Revelation. I'm going to do it this year. 21 days in, how you doing? <laughs> I mean, I, if you've ever done it, did you know here's a confession? In 30 years of being a pastor, I've never accomplished it. I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, and I fail. Do you know why I fail? Because I get to a part in Scripture, and I get stuck in it, and I dig deep down into it, then all of a sudden, you know, two days gone by, three days gone by, and you know, do you know how much you have to catch up if you miss two or three days of going through a yearly Bible reading? It's insane. It's like you have to sit down for the whole morning and read the Bible. So my hat is off. To all of you who managed to read the Bible through in one year. Or sometimes we can have some more serious things that are going on in our life because those weaknesses have exposed the things in our lives. And we've said, that's it. I'm sick of porn. Porn is no longer going to rule in my life. I'm not going to expose my spirit to that filth and that perversion one more day. And we make a resolution and we say, no more. How's that going for you right now? I know it gets a bit somber when we talk about this stuff, but this is the reality of the 21st century that we live in. The generation that is growing up in the world today have so many monstrous obstacles that they need to overcome. And it affects all of our lives. But I want to tell you something. You need more than a resolution to overcome that stuff. There is a strength that God has and wants to put within your life that is actually going to help you break free and set, be set free from those things that would bind you and drag you down today. So I guess the first thought that I want to say to you today is this. A lesson for our lives is simply this. We cannot change our behavior without first changing our thinking. Do you know why? Because Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinks, as a woman thinks, so is he, or so they will become. In other words, your thinking has a direct, direct correlation to your behavior. The way that you act, the way that you live your life comes directly from the power of your thoughts. Your mind is an incredibly powerful thing. And many experts believe that we only use 10% of the power of our mind. That, uh, that uh, through the fall, we've lost so much power that is in this brain that God has given us. Scientists are still discovering how this amazing thing works called the mind. It is incredibly powerful. But without a shadow of a doubt, as a man thinks, so is he. In other words, your thinking has a direct bearing on the way you live and the way you act out your life today. 
Thoughts are the channels through which personal power, actions, words, and even the activities of heaven will flow through your life, through your thoughts. They are living channels of God's reality or the devil's dirty work. The good news is this, by the Apostle Paul, Romans 12 verse 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. The living translation says, do not be squeezed into the mold of how the world behaves, but rather be transformed. Metamorphosis, the original Greek word. Metamorphosis, the same process in which a caterpillar changes into a butterfly. Literally, the Bible is saying that you can change the way you live your life by the renewing of your minds. By changing what you are allowing to go through those channels called thoughts within your life, you have the power to change the course and the direction of your future through the power of the mind. Now, I'm not going to understate this. The mind is such a key place in all of our lives. Stinking thinking is going to harm you. Stinking thinking will harm your relationships. Stinking thinking, allowing wrong, unchallenged thoughts will affect you emotionally, will affect your moods, will affect the relationships around about your life. That it's time to change what we're putting through this mind and allow right thinking to eradicate stinking thinking. A checkup from the neck up will eliminate some of that stuff that's going on within your life. Let's be metamorphosized Woo. by the renewing of our minds today. You see, as a pastor over 30 years, this is what I've noticed. I've noticed so many people when they come to Christ, they have such a passion for God. They have a desire to connect with God. They even, they even go about building altars of worship in their homes, not physical altars, but they'll meet with God and they'll, and they'll try and pray and they'll do their best to worship God. But then I see that their lives, even though they have a passion and a desire, that their behaviour is not changing. And you can track it all back to the fact, friends, that they're still battling with wrong thinking and wrong thinking, no matter how much passion and desire you have in here, wrong thinking is going to eliminate and pull your legs out from underneath you. No matter how much passion and drive you've got within your life, if you don't change your thoughts, you won't change the way that you're living. There's a law at work in all of us. The law of the power of thinking. As a man thinks, so he is. We will only ever be as strong as our thought life, as what we're allowing into our minds, the mental processes. You know, Fear, insecurity, worry, suspicion, poor self-image, egotistical behavior, addiction to the approval of other people over your lives. All of these will work inside of you and they will shorten your stride and they will steal your inheritance out of your life. And ultimately they shipwreck our destiny. The power of our mind is incredibly powerful. So to change our future, we've got to change our thinking.
Can I hear an amen from you this morning? Let the weak say, we're only going to get stronger if we allow our thoughts to become right thinking and eliminate the wrong thinking within our lives. Isaiah put it like this, chapter 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your thoughts, and so my thoughts than your thoughts. It's as simple as this, friends, is that God thinks on a different level to you and me. And he gives us an invitation this morning to adopt his way of thinking. That's why he gave us the Bible. That's why he gave us the Word of God. This beautiful treasure that we have reveals the way that God thinks. And as we take a hold of the written Word, it can become the living Word within us. One of the first things that God got me to do uh, as an organic part of my change that took place in my life as I came out of my addictions as a brand new Christian, the only way that I could break uh, those pornography and all those things that were going on in my life was that I had to begin to change my thinking. Otherwise, these images, you see, you see, you see, you can be my age, you can be 53 years old, and you can still have an image that you have recorded into your mind at the age of 16. That's how powerful your brain is. And the only way you're going to be able to deal with that is by allowing his thoughts to become your thoughts so that his ways can become your ways. Amen? This morning. So we're going to teach you how you can do that today. It's interesting. Smith Wigglesworth, he said an interesting thing. Smith Wigglesworth said this, who was a great preacher, a healer, a tremendous uh, evangelist. He said, if we want to do as Jesus did, we must first think as Jesus thought. You see... If we can just bring up that graphic of the neural pathways of the brain, it's simply, this is, this is the truth, and this has been unveiled by science, is that your brain has neural pathways that travel through it. And this is what happens when you get on to a, a mode of living of life that is separated from God, then deeply ingrained into the neural pathways of your brain become negative, wrong thinking. And they become so ingrained that you end up doing things that starts off as a conscious thought, but soon becomes a subconscious behavior within your life. You don't even have to think it, it thinks for you at the subconscious level within your life. That's why if you've been living in your house for any period of time, you can walk through in the pitch dark of night and you can know exactly where to walk because your brain has recorded exactly where the couches, the chairs are, where the sofa is. And you can walk through your house in the pitch dark of night because your brain has recorded it. Amen? To all those that tripped over something in the middle of the night last night. And so it's the same reason. It's the same way that I wouldn't recommend this to you, but it has happened to me on a number of times is that you can get to your destination and suddenly you're at your destination and you can't remember how you got there. That's scary, isn't it? You didn't even realise that you've just been driving for the last 20 minutes and you, you've got no real recollection of how you actually got to your destination. Because it's the power of the subconscious mind. It is so incredibly powerful. 
You can wash in the shower a certain way. You can shave exactly the same way. You can put your shoes on and tie your laces in exactly the same formularic way. Right? Why? Because the neural pathways have been burned into your brain. Now that might be all right for showering and that might be all right for shaving, but it's not all right if you want to continuously get victory in your life. Something has to change in the neural pathways up here. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We want to overcome those pathways of worry, anxiety, fear, and we want to replace them with boldness, with faith, with trust in God. Amen. So that you subconsciously automatically start thinking about that stuff instead of that other stuff that's robbing you of your destiny in Jesus Christ. You see, when our mind becomes so trained in negative thinking with wrong thoughts, the Bible calls this a stronghold, a stronghold. And the Bible talks about what we need to do with strongholds, that we need to pull down every stronghold over our lives, that we need to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. In other words, God won't do it for you. Don't ask God to renew your mind. He's given the responsibility to you. You can ask Him for His help to do it, but at the end of the day, you hold the steering wheel, you hold the key, you hold the padlock as to what is going to be carried in this mind of yours, not God. So He says, you renew your mind. He says, you've got to take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, you've got to set a sentry. You've got to set a soldier at the front of the corridor of your mind. And when that thought tries to enter down the corridor of your mind, you say, I'm sorry, that's not a good thought. I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name, and I command that thought to, and I bring captive God's thoughts within my life. And the way that God did it for me was that He told me to get a little notebook, and then He quickened to me verses of Scripture, and I hand wrote them by hand into this notebook, a little index notebook, and I began to memorize Scripture in the first six months of my walk. And before I knew it, I was breaking out of all of my old addictions and ha habits and patterns. And this is what would happen when the enemy would come to me with a thought that was unsavory, that was unwholesome. You see, friends, the devil will always challenge your mind. He can't read your mind. I want you to know the devil's not omni, he's not omnipotent. He's not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. The devil's not all-knowing. He can't read your mind. But I tell you what he loves to do. He loves to put wrong thoughts into your brain. And so we've got to understand that when the Word of God becomes real in your life, or immediately, what did Jesus do when he was tested in the wilderness? It is written. He literally quoted large passages of the Old Testament as the enemy came against him. He didn't say, oh, hang on a minute, I need to go and find the Torah. Uh, where, was, where did I put my Bible? Um, I'm going to have to go back to the synagogue and grab my Bible. And by then you're licked, you're defeated, you're gone. You see, you've got to store and hide the Word of God within your heart and in your spirit. So it becomes a natural subconscious flow that the Word flows out of you. And the Word begins to defeat the enemy and defeat those thoughts that are bringing you down. In the name of Jesus. Your mind is a great servant, but it's a poor master. Did you know your mind is supposed to serve the passions of your heart? But it can't do that if it's filled with junk. Your mind is supposed to serve the passion of your life. Jesus Christ, following Him, loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. 
But when it's filled with all the wrong thinking, it it can no longer serve the purpose of your heart and your passion. It's a great, your mind is a great servant, but it's a poor master. So it's time, church, to take dominion. It's time, church, to take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ, to begin to renew your mind. Jesus spoke about these pathways in our mind in the parable of the sower. In Mark's gospel, Jesus said, he tells the story, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and they ate it up. And the parable Jesus went on to say that this sower went and sowed seed further, not just in the pathways, but in the rocky places and the places where there were thorny bushes, and then in places where he actually found good soil. And then he told the disciples, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. That the sower is in fact none other than the Lord himself. That the seed that he was sowing is the word of God. But this is what he said. And the first, when the first sower first goes out to sow, he throws it and it falls on the well-trodden pathways. And because the, the soil is compacted by all those that have been walking on top of the soil, the seed can't penetrate the soil and the birds of the air come and swoop and take the seed away. Do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about these neural pathways in our brain that are so well trodden by the world, the flesh and the devil, that when you try and impregnate your mind with God's seed, it can't get in there because the pathways have been so well trodden. Your subconscious thinking has been so fixed within your mind that the word can't penetrate. And the devil's going to come and steal that seed out of your mind. So we've got to find out today, what do we need to do for the Word to penetrate into those pathways, well-trodden pathways of our minds today? They might be pathways of panic. They might be pathways of fear about provision and finance and money. They might be poor mindsets regarding your health. The destiny of your walk with God, the way that you relate with the opposite sex, or the way you deal or don't deal with conflict within your life. And you see, the thing is, friends, is that we can say amen to all of that, and then we can walk out of this meeting, and by the time we reach the evening, the devil's already come and stolen the seed of the Word of God out of our minds. So we've got to see God do something new in us today. So how can we reverse this process within our life? Number one, we need to break up those well-trodden pathways within our mind. This is what the prophet uh, Hosea said. He said, break up the unplowed ground. So if you've just let your mind run rampant, if if you've stopped challenging the way that you've been thinking that's been robbing you, of victory within your life. It's time to challenge it. It's time to break up, put the plough of God's Word into your mind and begin to turn the soil over and break down those pathways that have been so ingrained within us. And I do that simply by, I remember the three R's. Somebody taught this early in my Christian walk to renewing the mind. The first thing is, is that you've got to be more conscious in your thinking and recognise when you've got a wrong thought. Recognize when it's stinking thinking. The first R is recognize. 
The second R is that you've got to remove it out of your mind. And how do you do that? By the third R, you replace that stinking thinking with right thoughts, with God thoughts, with the Word of God within your life. 2 Corinthians 10, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but the mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, did you hear that? Every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's how you begin to break up the fallow ground, break up the hard ground, break up the well-trodden pathways of wrong thinking within your life. Recognize that thought, remove it for what it is and replace it with the Word of God. The second thing is this, we've got to constantly renew our mind with the Word of God. Romans 10, 17 says this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In the Greek, it's present continuous tense. What does that mean? Faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and by hearing. You've got to saturate your mind with the Word of God, however you want to do it. You know, we have, we have a podcast every week that goes up of every sermon that's preached in this church on our website. You can listen to it on your phone. You can download it on your tablet. You can put it onto your computer. You might want to listen to other speakers, good preachers around the world. Get those podcasts into you. Get into your Bible reading. Saturate your mind with the Word of God. Memorize Scripture. Let it flow through your mind. And you know what will happen suddenly? Faith begins to rise in your spirit because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And God begins to speak to you afresh and fresh trust, fresh levels of faith begin to rise within your life. And suddenly you find yourself contemplating risks that you never thought you would ever take within your life because faith is often spelt R-I-S-K, taking risks within your life because you put your hand in the hand of the Lord and you say, Father, my faith levels are such now that I can put my hand in your hand and I can trust you for greater things within my life over 2018 because I've taken the time to renew my mind. I've taken the time to break up the fallow ground of those neural pathways and begin to get right thinking within my mind. Finally this morning, the third and final point is this, is learn to meditate there's certain aspects of meditation. Eastern religions will tell you that meditation is to empty your mind of all thoughts. You know what happens when you do that? The devil fills it up with all of his rubbish. Your mind was never designed to have no thoughts going through it. You know, biblical, when I was in Israel this time last year, as we saw the, as we saw the, uh, the rabbis, and uh, you know that you see the rabbis and the Orthodox Jews as they're walking around, they're walking around, and this is what you hear. From a distance, that's all you can hear. Do you know what they're doing? They're quoting the Torah. They're mumbling the word of God. Biblical meditation is like the cow chewing its grass, it swallows it, then it regurgitates it back up choose some more munches, get some more nutrients out of it. And so biblical meditation 
is taking the Word of God and allowing it to run through your mind. And literally, you're mumbling Scripture as you're just quoting it to yourself, as you're allowing the Word of God to speak into your life. God had a new day for the children of Israel. Moses is dead. Joshua is now the appointed leader. In fact, at the end of Deuteronomy, that's exactly what happens. Moses is dead. First chapter, 1 verse 1 of the book of Joshua. A new leader, it's a new day, it's a new destiny for the children of Israel. And this is the instructions that God gave them to walk into the promised land. Listen to this. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Whoa. I thought he would have said from your brain, from your mind. He says, do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Okay. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and you will be successful. So God says, as they're about to enter the promise, the promises of God and see them fulfilled over their lives, just like God's got for you this year, over 2018, many precious promises that He wants to fulfill over your life. This is what God says to you by the Word of the Lord this morning. If you want to have success, if you want to climb your Everest, if you want to defeat your Goliath over 2018, then I want to tell you, do not let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. In other words, you've got to get the Word into your heart and speak it through your lips, out of your mouth, and retrain your brain, your mind, to begin to think the thoughts of God. You literally must quote, you literally must allow Scripture to pour through your own mouth and speak speak into your own ears. Faith comes by hearing, hearing. I want you to try it. I want you to get some scriptures as you're driving to work, as you're commuting, as you're getting some downtime, as you're, you know, it's impossible. Did you know it's impossible for you as a human being to take one line of action when you've got a different line of action in your brain? You will act on what is in here. So as you begin to speak out of your mouth, not just simply think things over inwardly, but as you allow things to enter your mind that's come from your speech, your imagination. Pastor Phil Pringle, he says it like this, and we probably can all relate to this because most of us have caught up with the IT generation. He said, the keyboard on your computer is like your mouth and your brain is the computer itself. As you type in to your computer, it is your mouth speaking into your brain the Word of God, retraining the pathways for right thinking to begin to take place. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Your mind is so incredibly powerful. Let's begin to meditate, mumble, Repeat phrases of Scripture, right thinking. I'm not ugly, I'm beautiful, I'm fashioned in the hand of God. Begin to think, I, 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 I haven't been made, God doesn't make junk, He only makes beautiful things. I'm a beautiful person, I'm a son, I'm a daughter of the Most High God. If God is for me, then who can be against me? Begin to allow the Word of God come out of your mouth and retrain your mind and your brain. By His stripes I've been healed. Can you imagine... If every time 
you had a poor quality. Because you see, this is how it works with so many of us regarding money. Why is money such a big issue to us? Because we all want more of it, for sure. We all need more of it. We all should believe God for more of it. But sometimes we've retrained our brain so much so that when that bill turns up in your letterbox, it's like a Goliath. And it might be your water bill for one month. But because, you've, because your brain has, at a subconscious level, has been so led down a negative path over the years towards your finances, that even when a little bill, I call them the billites, when the billites arrive in your mailbox, when they come in your mailbox, it seems like such a huge thing to you. And this is what it does. When we've had such a negative way of thinking about provision and finance and lack of trust towards God, it suddenly spawns off within us a whole negative emotion and mood and we begin, do you know what we begin to do? We begin to worry. And we turn into worry warts because we have allowed our thinking to eliminate God, who, whose name is Jehovah Jireh. I will see to every need that you have. And we've eliminated one of God's covenant names out of our thinking. And as a result, every time even some small bill turns up, it sets you off into a panic and you become a worry ward. What about if something turns up in the mail and you're able to stand up tall and you're able to stand up strong because you've been quoting Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. He will see to it, that God will, that which I entrust to Him, He will take care of me. As we begin to see the power of our minds being changed by the Word of God, we no longer need to be set off into a panic. What about every time the devil whispers into your body and says, you're going to get cancer. This year, you're going to get cancer. You've had a good run. You've had a good run with your body, but this year, you're going to get sick. I want to tell you, people the devil works like this sometimes. He will, he will try it on. He will literally try it. He'll try and get you to be so, so dis disrupted in your thinking about your health that you go into panic, that you begin to think, oh no, I'm going to get sick. And then you get a little cough and all of a sudden you think you've got cancer. Because that's how the devil works. When he came to Adam and Eve in the garden, the serpent whispered, did God really say? He will challenge the Word of God in your thinking. It's time, friends, for us to eliminate that stinking thinking. As I finish, this is the thought I want you to meditate on. And here's the principle. What you focus on will grow. What you focus on in your life will grow. What you feed becomes strong. What you starve becomes weak. It's as simple as that. What you feed becomes strong. What you starve becomes weak. So you starve those hypochondriac thinking. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. I'm so sick. You eliminate that out of your mind. You dig up the fallow ground and you begin to allow the Word of God. Get those sticky notes happening on your fridge. On your, on your bathroom mirror, get the Word of God into your life. Begin to proclaim the power of God over your thinking. And let's see the weak become. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let's stand to our feet as we finish the message today.